Welcome to Double Dose of Raw Talk Podcast, your weekly dose of many discussions and opinions about today's society, cultures, relationships, and relationships. A show where we get comfortable being uncomfortable with a little bit of love and plenty of rawness. And remember, no topic is off limits. Now let's talk about it. Okay. All right, guys. So, Welcome back to another week and another episode on Double Dose of Raw Talk Podcast. I am your host, Misty, and you guys are tuning in to, this is going to be a raw episode, like a raw conversation, Um, and, and I have like the best guest today on the show to have this type of conversation with. Don't roll your eyes. I caught you. Like, don't think I can't. I, I can see you. Where's the camera button? <laughs> I can see you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my guest is a returning guest. Uh, last time she was here, she was here with her husband. And today, she's here all by herself. So she, I know she got a lot to say. Like but She's she's going to give it to us. <laughs> got rid of that ankle weight, you know what I mean? Not so I can come and be free. <laughs> you know, he weighs a lot, like 230 pounds. Like, that's just let it go. Uh, I can't. So they're just like, you're going to stay here. I'm going in. <laughs> Sideline ho. No, it sucks. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, the very amazing Angel Sand, also known as The Mermaid. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I was so honored that you wanted me without guests. Oh, you know, because y'all are best buddies. You like to agree with each other and not agree with me you know y'all laugh at stuff and not at me y'all have similar opinions that are opposite mine you know i don't like y'all every every week buddies every week i'm like you know i kind of agree with gaza (laughs) every week every week it's like you know i get it gaza like i just you see my hairs all over i'm like i get it I understand. I always hear from his side. I'm so sorry. You know, that's that's fine. Like it, it, every woman, the daughter, the friends. Mm-hmm. Granted, you were my friend first, but that's nothing. It, it doesn't matter. You know, did, he steals everything else. You know, he's you, probably in there eating my food right now. Like, did you, know. you say the daughter as in the daughter you guys share? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the daughter. <laughs> Is she like, does she get, I, I always get intrigued with this question. I'll confess as to why, but is she more so like that epitome of daddy's girl? Like, is she definitely like his side? She is so his side on um, most things, but she knows where her bread is buttered. So she still is up under me. Like he's not super duper affectionate. Like he lets her lay on him for a little while, but that's just not his thing and mm-hmm. she's very cuddly so i still get to win mm-hmm. with the cuddles and i sleep with her at least three or four nights a week mm, okay which is, okay you know unhealthy but whatever i mean who said it's unhealthy and what dictionary uh, my mom's dictionary said oh, married okay. women well... married women shouldn't sleep with their kids i mean a lot there's a lot of things that should not be going on in this world but they just happen so <laughs> i was like well you know he knows where i am he right he could peek in there and right see i'm 
Some um, married women sleep with other people, not their children. So it, I mean, there you go. See what I'm saying? <laughs> and her cuddles are pretty doggone nice. You know, I, all right. They're nice. I'm here for it. You know, she tucks in. I get to be the big spoon for once. You know, it's like all, <laughs> it's exciting. The big spoon, and then sometimes she rubs my face and like it says, "Mommy, I love you," and I'm like, "I love you too, baby." Oh, those are the good nights. Those are the good nights. Mm -hmm. I know. Like I always like to ask that, especially when it comes to like my friends who have daughters, um, because I was always known to be like the daddy's girl, Mm -hmm. but I was like a rude daddy's girl. Like I was a little bitch. I used to like sit there and tell my mom, you know, if you and my dad ever break up, I'm moving with my father. <laughs> she doesn't know yet. She doesn't realize that breakup is a possibility in life yet. So the imagination that, but she, one thing she did say, and she was younger than she probably was three, around three or so. She told me, you know, when I grow up, I'm going to marry daddy. I said, what? She was like, yeah, when I grow up, I'm going to marry daddy. I was like, oh, it doesn't work like that. I was like, you know, daughters don't marry daddies. Yes, we can. Yes, we do. Because I love him the most and he loves me the most. And we're going to get married. I was like, okay. But you know what? Your daddy already has a wife. She said, what? Who? I said, me. You. He married you? I was like, oh. Oh, This is is better than Bible scandals, girl. you he married you i was like yes he married me she was like oh i'm so gonna marry daddy when i grow up i was like no it hurt me it cut me deep like what you trying to say she was ready to replace you i'm not worthy not worthy no she said you he married you this isn't my story to tell, but I have to tell it because she was like, what? He married you? Yes. My parents, they married when they were like teenagers, right? You know, because mm-hmm. they moved pretty fast. Shout out to my parents. <laughs> Shout out to my sisters. Her fault. We're all here. Um, <laughs> but when we went to our motherland in 1994, we spent the whole summer there. My parents had a plan that they finally wanted to get married in church. So they did a whole wedding in the motherland in in their favorite church of our of our hometown. And for any of my cousins listening, any of my cousins, y'all know I'm Bato. (laughs) Like there's like only one church that people go to get married, I think. Um, So the whole wedding was planned that morning. My little brother is getting ready and he sees my dad getting ready. My dad's helping him get ready. And he's like, why do I have to wear the suit? Like, he's like not wanting to wear the suit. And he's like pissed. And my father's like, because you're going to be part of the wedding. You have to walk in and you and your sister walking in and we're going to be, we're going to get married. He's like, who are you marrying? And he's like, I'm marrying your mother. He's like, why are you going to marry that woman? She's old. Why are you going to marry her? Go find yourself someone younger and marry someone younger. Why would you marry her? She's mean sometimes. That's the advice my little brother was giving my dad. <laughs> my dad was going to like, he marry my mom again. He was the ultimate wingman. Like, you ain't got to do this, man. You like, can do so much better. better. <laughs> he was like... My mother, like, gave up, like, her whole life for this kid. Like, like, he's the last one. He's she's old. She's old. old. And she's mean sometimes. She's mean sometimes. (laughs) He's like, I know the wife I have is going to be way better than this. And this is what you're going to pick, Dad. I love you. 
we don't have to do this. Oh, my God. He was like terrible. My little brother was like terrible. Shout out to him if he's listening. But yeah. Oh, my God. That was so amazing. I love listening to these type of stories. Um, but guess what, though? We forgive the children. We forgive the children because children are just what so. What a wonderful segue, right? Yes. We forgive the children because the children are the, the babies. best. That's right. Yeah. And it goes so fitting with what we're going to talk about today. Um, and I want to go ahead and dive right in okay. to the icebreaker. It's going to be a little fun and interactive. Normally, I'd like to for my guests to give a background as to who they are and what they do. But you know what? That's how we're going to close out the show so y'all know exactly where to follow Angel and to follow all their moves and everything that's coming <laughs> up. Okay. So we're going to dive right into this icebreaker. So this icebreaker is a little different. It's very unique. Um, I am going to ask you questions. Okay. And I would need you to answer in with just one of the three responses. Okay. The first one would be forgive and forget. The okay. second one would be forgive but never forget. Mm-hmm. And the third one would be never forgive. Okay. All right. Okay. Now, if any one of you's been tuning in, listening, you guys know I had a whole little mini soul titled "Versus Forgive and Forget." Because I have struggled with that. And it goes so mm-hmm. fitting with the conversation today. But we're, we're going to have this conversation for good fun. So yes. just to give a perspective of where our minds are. So remember, A, number one is forgive and forget. Number two, forgive but never forget. And three, never forgive. Okay. Got it. So the first question, it goes like this. This is the scenario. You've brought yourself a donut to have for dessert when you get home from work. When you get home, you discover your housemate, either the daughter or the spouse, has <laughs> or eaten the, it. Or the, or the son. Or the son. <laughs> They're all likely to do it. They're risk takers. They have eaten it. One of them has eaten it. Do you forgive and forget? Forgive, but never forget? Or never forgive? Now, this is the donut. This is that donut that you've been holding on and waiting to- for I'm never going to forgive them. <laughs> never. You know, I'll be on my deathbed and I'll be like, you ate my donut. <laughs> and, then, and then right before I take my final breath, I'm going to be like, I forgive them, God, but never let them know. But God said, forgive and you'll be forgiven. So if I don't forgive them, I don't want to miss my opportunity to get into the pearly gates. So I would just whisper it, Lord, I forgive them. But I just don't want them to know. I want them to know that eating my donut was the ultimate disrespect. Don't mess with my food. I'm hungry all the time. Like, that's wrong. Listen, she has a whole strategy to this because she knows <laughs> she's going to get into the pearly gates. But she has a strategy to this. Right, <laughs> Live life on the edge to the last minute. Oh, Lord, I'm sorry. Before you, you know, hit the ground and splat, you know. I made it. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus, I made it. We made it. All right. (laughs) Number two. Oh, some of these are going to get a little intense. Okay. A friend openly flirts with a person they know you have a crush on. Openly. And they know it. So you have a crush on that person. Forgive and forget. Forgive. But never forget or never forgive. Forgive and never forget. Mm. Ooh. Because we're not going to ruin a friendship over something like that. 
he wasn't my man. He's just someone I have a crush on. And who's to say that she wasn't doing that to encourage me to step up, right? Mm -hmm. Shoot my shot. I don't know what's going through her head. You know, this scenario doesn't provide all of the different schools of thought as to why she would behave in such a manner. Or she could be envious of me and wants to bring me down a peg. You know, I like those kind of friends. You just motivate me to level up. So I'm going to remember the type of person that you are, right? Like Booth had, you know, trust the person to be themselves kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I'll forgive you. You still, I want you near me. I don't want you away from me. Then I can't see you do the things that might harm me. I need Mm -hmm. you right by my side always. Mm -hmm. Mm. I like that. You know, there's a little thing I live by is keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Absolutely. And I stand by that still to this day. Uh, she just mentioned Booth, Booth from Everybody Relax Podcast. And it's interesting of the video he shared because it's also part of today's conversation. And we'll definitely dive a little deeper into who yes. that person is in that video. Yes. Um, but an intense video, nevertheless, about mm-hmm. trusting who they show you that they are. Absolutely. And like rolling with that to, to know what you're going to deal with, essentially. Um, so I like that. Thank you. Thank you, Angel. All right. We have a third scenario. Someone you've met on Tinder arrives 30 minutes late <laughs> to your date. Y'all know I don't do online dating. And doesn't seem to notice. Like, oh my, just walks in like that happened. Um, forgive and forget. Forgive but never forget. Or never forgive. Like, will so, you even wait there for 30 minutes? Right. Is forgive the, I mean, not is forgive. Is Tinder the one where you hook up? It's like, it's mostly for like sex hookups, right? It's not for real relationships. I think they're all generally for sex hookups, to be honest with you. Oh. I, the last time I was on a dating app, it was Plenty of Fish. That was definitely where That's I That's a Christian one, isn't it? No, no. Plenty of Fish? No. That's not a Christian one? Isn't Christian Mingle the Christian one? I thought plenty of fish was too. Like, you know, like, like, just think of the Bible, right? When Jesus, you know, there weren't any fish. And then he went and he like made a lot of fish. And then when all of the fishers went back into the ocean or the sea, they, there were so many fish that it broke their nets and there was plenty of fish. Okay. The last episode I detailed why I will never again do dating apps. This is why, because of plenty of fish, I can assure you those men were not Christian and they did not believe in this story about the sea and the fishes or Jesus. And I was stalked and my scarf was stolen. So, Wait, what? Yes, my, my scarf was stolen. Yeah. So, no, oh my were, gosh, no was, these men were not Christian. He? Oh. No, 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 no. I, if anybody knows the, the beginnings and the, the who founded Plenty of Fish, please share it with me. But I don't think that's the story. <laughs> It'll be comical if it is, though, because those men are not Christian. Uh, Look, you know, now I'm trying to Google, is Plenty of Fish a Christian dating site? I'm like, isn't Christian Mingle? Like, (laughs) I know Christian Mingle, Fish. I don't know. I'll tell you this much. No one who I may have potentially in the world of dating apps make me wait 30 minutes. Wow. Like, and me just stick around. Like, it's just not happening. That's not what we're doing. Plenty of Fish is a free Christian dating service with more active conversations than any of its competitors. Every month, members send over 1 billion, yeah, billion with a B, messages on the POF platform, all for free. Yeah, I don't know when that happened. And if it was from the beginning, that was not the case, guys. I was stalked and my stuff was stolen. So no. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. Well, there's a lot of people who profess Christ who do not live for him. So let's just keep that in mind. We're going to keep that in mind. Um, for the record, no one makes me wait. So that would be never forgive. I would have left by minute like 15. I would not have waited, especially if you what restaurant up, like, was I in? Because if there was food there, I was probably going to have ordered myself something. I would have still been there at 30 minutes. I would have probably let him sit with me. I would have definitely encouraged him to engage in conversation and given him a lot of charm. I would have flirted way heavier than if it was a normal date to inspire him to pay for everything that I ordered before his arrival. And then when the night was done and he thinks that everything is going well, I would talk to him about disrespect. I would talk to him about what it meant to honor a particular situation and why it was really important for him to put the energy out into the world that he wanted to receive back. Like plant your seeds on soil ground. I was soil ground, but now I am where the thistles and the thorns grow, sir. Thank you for the meal and I will see you never again. So never forgive. Never forgive. But you would have made him go through all of that. Yes. Because you were soiled ground. Do you know the many things he? Do you know the many things he could tell you the moment you told him of a soiled ground? Do you know the many things that man could have said to you? That's great. Yeah, like I'm, I'm fertile. I'm ripe. I'm gonna (laughs) whatever you plant, I will grow. Plant your compassion. Plant your dreams. I, I was ready to grow all of that before you disrespected me by being late and then not even coming with an apology. You took all of the nutrients. I was miracle grow. Ooh, and now girl. I'm clay, right? Not even Georgia red clay. I'm just random clay dirt. Clay. Yeah. You can't even oh. grow a doggone weed in me, sir. We can't even Google the type of brand of clay you are. Exactly. Like, no. Nothing. Oh my God. It's over. Oh, so, let's put it out into it. miracle grow. But that's I'm the gonna, old gonna, angel. I don't yeah. do things like that anymore. Right, right. Yeah, that whole passive aggressive thing that I perfected. You know, I have, I'm, it's Yeah, you're a whole new person. New me. Um, I'm not there yet. That is not the new me I am. (laughs) I still react slightly on impulse. um, And it's not always nice. Uh, But that's not me yet. No, I I don't know. See, I have not perfected those crafts, but I think I'm going to take notes from this and try it. I'm just going (laughs) to... It is way more fulfilling to get something out of it than to just like cut them off and not give them the opportunity. Like make it a win-win. You get to get something, they get to pay their dues, and then you walk away. Like every person that I left once, my mom told me this one thing. I was dating this guy. You guys might know him from the show named Horace. And when I was dating him, my mother said, leave everything behind don't Mm -hmm. take one thing that this man has given you with you and just walk away and I was like wait what no I'm not doing that I helped buy this I this and she was like leave it all behind and this was one of the only times I listened to her like to the T and when I talked to him again the next time in life he was like you know it cut me so deep to know that Everything that we did meant nothing to you, and you left it all there. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, it was like so vindicating. But see, that's the thing. Like for me, I I I feel like that in my mindset. That's still me winning. What I'm the type of person that if you do me wrong, mm-hmm. there are never any questions that need answers. 
you will know you are not allowed to question me. My demeanor, my behavior, my attitude, my ability to cut people off. And it's not my proudest moment. And I've said this before. It's so cold. <laughs> the message goes right through. And I know I'm smiling. This is so bad for me to say this <laughs> way. But we don't need to have a conversation. You will feel it. You will feel the way I am able to. Yeah, sure. Coexist. We don't need to ever speak. Oh, see, we can I pretend like nothing ever happened happened at all oh like see, we can do that and for i'm the opposite i want you to consistently be reminded of my goodness and all the sweet things that i have to offer i want you to be engulfed in my entire aura every opportunity and then mm -hmm. at the very end remind you not by my words but just by the simple action the call from the new man in my life, the exit from the event without you, all those things, but you got to enjoy me. I got to smile and laugh with you all the way to the point where you thought that there was an opportunity mm. to grace mm. me again in that particular manner. And then realizing, huh, there's nothing available to me. No, it's not available to you. You've ruined that part. But mm. just a friendly reminder to not do it again to the next person. Because, mm. you know, remember how good you felt? You'll never feel like that again. Mm. I promise to every single individual who I just decided to not speak to ever again, someday I will be able to perfect this craft and I will be able to do this. <laughs> I promise I will. I think you'll get a better understanding as to why. But what I will say is this. You can trust and believe that I don't just wake up one day and just say, oh, today I'm not going to talk to that person ever mm -hmm. again. They've done There's something. always a reason. There's mm -hmm. always a reason for my actions and that. So I can assure you on that. But I definitely need to perfect my crafts here because I just, I just don't know how to do that. There's not much talking with me. <laughs> there just isn't. It's not my proudest moment, guys. All right. We're going to go into the next scenario. This was, you know, I just need everybody to work with this one because I think it happens often. And a lot of people are always in these type of situations. So it says a colleague claims an idea of yours as their own during a meeting see there's not there should be a fourth one it should be forgive and speak up you know that, that. i apologize team it appears that bob is mistaken mm -hmm. we actually met Per such and such email, right? See, I presented this particular idea to him. I'm glad that he added this small little spin, but it doesn't remove the fact that this was my initial idea. So with that being said, I would like the opportunity to enhance it based off of what Bob presented to you guys today. And I probably should take point. Don't you think, Bob? Is with the understanding that this was what I have already prepared and I brought it to you, yes? Oh, I agree also. So as I was saying, team, yeah, no, Bob. I don't know who you think you are, but... It's, it's the Bob for me. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the Bob for me. <laughs> In some cases, Bob would sometimes be Robert. No, this is Bob. This, this is Bob. It's not Bob. a Robert. This is Bob. This yeah, is Bob. That's who you are. Uh, I should have called Bob. him Dick. That should have been his name. <laughs> that's a Richard. <laughs> dick. He's a dick. Right? Yeah. Dick. <laughs> don't you remember this morning when we were walking to the restroom and I said that it would be a great idea to expand to the Northeast region with our new product line? Don't you 
tick. Come on, we can go to the cameras. And I know that there's audio on that particular one because I help support that project also. So we can confirm. So would you like to let the team know about that conversation or I can continue to divulge some other parts of the conversation that we've had? Dick? Yeah. Your opportunity is now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Forgive mm-hmm. and speak up. I like that fourth option in this case scenario because I am all for people speaking up, especially when it comes to the workplace. Mm-hmm. I, I that has definitely gotten me into slight trouble sometimes, but that's okay. Yeah. I I feel like you should always speak up. Absolutely. I feel like you you don't let people like just step all over you or just step on you. Period. Like you just don't let it happen. Right. So. And then, Kudos to everyone who deals with bobs out in the world. Right? All the bobs and dicks. This is what I do. I keep my phone in my pocket and I push record. I never, those types of people who do things like that, I never communicate with them without proof of that communication. So if they try to talk to me about one thing, I immediately go back to my email. Per our conversation on the fourth floor, when we were going to the fifth floor in the break room on the east wing of the building, when you stated such and such, and I refer, can you please confirm that I understand this conversation correctly? And then they confirm, bam, there's my documentation. I don't Mm -hmm. do that. We will not have the opportunity for you to try to skew a conversation or steal my thunder on something that I have created it or for the business to believe that I have done something to harm you and no documentation is key and this is me speaking as an HR professional document everything every conversation has a documentation opportunity by doing a follow-up email protect yourself at all costs and every other opportunity to communicate especially when you have new ideas don't ever just tell someone that if you come up with a new idea in a meeting write it down don't Mm. just speak it out to everyone out there without writing it down and maybe sliding it to the person next to you first if it requires immediate um, speaking text it to somebody you know and they're like I'm about to bring up such and such and then you have proof that you were the one to initiate that because people are wild these days and I don't play with them okay sorry it's I'm all a, it's the a whole word no it's a whole word there and I am all for the documentation and furthermore even once it happens and even once you make that mental note too Keep your eyes and ears open. Remember mm-hmm. to keep your friends close and your enemies close. First of all, at work, we're not all meant to be friends. Mm-hmm. It's a bonus if you come out with friendships from that workspace. Um, it's always been a bonus to me. And shout out to some of the people who I do hold as dear friends from the workspace. Mm-hmm. But you always have to keep your friends close and enemies closer. And even in a workspace, you have to know who you can trust and mm-hmm. who works with you and not against you. Absolutely. You have to pay attention to that. Absolutely. So I like the forgive and speak up. I like that. Um, the next scenario. Okay, this one's a little intense. So this is hypothetical. All right. Please, after this episode, do not go fight with Gaza. Okay? Okay. I will not. Okay. <sighs> You're having sex with your partner. And accidentally, he calls you by a different name. Is it another name that's mine? I'm going to play the devil's advocate and say it's like a it it's it's a name you do not go by. Did he call me Beyonce? Did he? <laughs> did he call me Rihanna? You know. Let's say he... he called you, uh, Brianna. He called me Rihanna. No, no, Brianna. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, ow. <laughs> you know, she got so excited. She was like, he called me. He called me Rihanna. Like, okay. Oh. <laughs> Look, what really? Oh, you want me to flip positions? Okay. 
<laughs> which way? Which way? Right, which way? Hold on, let me which get my Trini accent on. <clears throat> like what she say. <laughs> She's like, you call me Rihanna? You call me Rihanna? I'm like, no, Brianna. Calm down. You call Brianna. Oh, Brianna. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what island she from? Like, you know, what she got that I ain't got. Dog, I mean. What, she she got millions. She got sense. beauty lines. What's going on? Who is she? No. Who if, is she? <laughs> who is she? Right. If he called also, me someone else's name while we were having, having sex, sex, oh, that would hurt so bad. I've never been through this. I've never even imagined it. Oh, I'm at a loss for words. Um. If we're to this call is, me another this, name. This is option five. I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> right. I, I don't even know. Like, to be honest, I really don't know how I would react. I, But there's yeah. hardly anything. I know this is, I don't care what people think about me. There's hardly anything that Gaza could do that I wouldn't forgive him for. Mm, so okay. it's, it's very hard for me to imagine not forgiving him. Would it be a journey? to restore mm. my trust but we have to have a lot of conversations so i understand who the heck brianna is am i now very interested in checking his phone am i now <laughs> very no. interested in following behind him when he says he's just going to the liquor store or to the gro- you know all those things come along with it but you know the forgiving not holding the grudge that piece you know that's mm-hmm. gonna pretty much always be covered with him he's he pretty much has a forgiveness past like i can't imagine myself not forgiving him for too much he's done a lot already so if he wants to level up on that dang he has to work hard i guess call me somebody else's name during sex so Pre- that's preferably the, beyonce or rihanna though you know there it is right i'm trying to think <laughs> of another great look call me michelle obama dude like you know <laughs> call me like oh you said kamala okay like you can even call me condoleezza call me harriet you know what we do you know who who else out there just like can we talk any of those i'm gonna still throw it back exactly like it's still miss tubman yep you got it (laughs) that's right you and the underground railroad baby forever <laughs> i will lead you to the other side of freedom you got not the tunnels <laughs> not the tunnels all of she that said, um, freedom <laughs> now i can't even remember of the um oh my gosh now there's like call me diane carroll oh she's leaving she's Guys, I hope you're listening to this part. <laughs> you, you, you better be ready to shout all these names out. It's going to get you more. <laughs> <laughs> call me. So if you're going to call me something, call me something. Mm. Like, well, mm. Let it be powerful. And who's Brianna, though? Like, is, who is she? Is she a physician? Does she go to school? She's a neurosurgeon. You know, does she make $400,000 a year? Yeah, you could call me Brianna. Let me, like, yeah. look. Fuck me into her check, you know, okay. whatever, you know. Like, I what hear we that. Do. I want all them zeros, right? And all, all the O's and all the zeros. <laughs> you said all knees to my chest, yes, sir. Like, what's? <laughs> <laughs> just, 
I'm done. Oh my God, I'm crying over here. Oh, this has brought me so much joy. I am going to prepare myself on to, I'm going to give my future spouse at least 10 names. He can call me <laughs> during sex that I know is going to just make me drop it even more like it's hot on him. Like, right. that's it. Like, I'm, I, we're yes. going to accept this moment. You're going to be allowed to call me 10 other names right. that are definitely going to turn me on. Like, that's it. That's what we're going to be doing these days. Oh, that was that was refreshing. All right. So it's safe to say we're going to forgive, but we still want to know who Brianna is. Yeah. Just got to know who she is. <laughs> just because, um, you know, we want to make sure that you're calling me the name of someone worthy, a worthy opponent. You know, you can't it can't be Brianna who be braiding in her kitchen. No, 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 no. Brianna hasn't. Um. You know what? Are, well, you know, does she Brianna have any aspirations? Does she want to move beyond her kitchen? Oh, does she want to get a license? Or, or you know what? Even if she doesn't have a license, can she do hair and nails, like acrylic nails, not paint them? You know, can she do the S and S? Like, you know, does she, you know what skill level is Brianna? Is she also a masseuse? Mm -hmm. Like, you know what? You know, if she's multi talented, maybe it's okay. You know, call me Madam C J Walker. You know, you, you could call me that ah. too. You know, I'm trying to think, you know, all the things you could, man, but Brianna better. She better be an entrepreneur at this point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you know what? Did Brianna win the lottery? That's okay, too. You, Ooh, we got you just read my mind. You know how I feel about the lotto. I'm always preaching. I don't play it, but I'm always preaching that someday I'm going to win it. I should probably start playing at this point. Right. Somebody's going to be calling somebody Daisy at some point. There it is. Oh, now, have you ever thought about what if somebody ever calls somebody your name? Hey. <laughs> I'm smiling. Like, this Look. makes me happy. Look, now, <laughs> now I'm feeling powerful. Like, <laughs> what's my I got something worse for you. <laughs> say, my name, say my name. Say my name. Say my name. I got something worse for you. I have an ex. I don't know if he listens. I heard through a friend that he has tuned in to my episodes. <laughs> this ex named his daughter Daisy. my name. <gasps> Her middle name is my name. <gasps> like, I don't think he, I don't think the baby mama had any say in her daughter's name what and this little girl's middle name is my name that's actually frightening that, like he he was wishing upon death like that's what he was doing. i don't know if this woman will ever find out if you do i'm sorry for you ma'am but that's that's <laughs> yeah yeah like uh, yeah. Wait, yeah like um uh, what's her worse. name like the sorry to this man i'm sorry to this ma'am i'm sorry to this ma'am <laughs> so i'm sorry to this ma'am <laughs> man i hope if you're listening like i don't know what the fuck you were thinking you should have never named her my middle name I, I mean I, I just wouldn't even feel comfortable meeting her ever all right so number seven and the last one okay another intense question dun, dun, dun. your partner reveals to you that last night at work drinks they he and someone else drunkenly made out the someone else is a colleague so you put yourself at risk to get herpes simplex one, you know, which is a problem for me. It is and, a risk, you're right? Um, you know, deal breakers for me, like they're very small. So an outside baby, we're done. 
for the record, deal breakers for me are usually very small too. <laughs> Outside baby. That's a deal breaker. I mean the group, the grouping of what my deal breakers are. Not oh, okay. that it has to be a big action, right? But it's a small group and really, really heavy on the outside baby bit. Mm-hmm. Like that <laughs> I'll lose my head. Um, so that would be one. Number two, it's bring me an STD, sir. I don't yeah. care if it's above the ground or below. Like, no, no, don't bring me anything nothing i don't want to get mono i don't want to get look i think this is only in babies but heck if i got thrash i don't i don't want nothing that's an ailment i don't want to start sweating more i don't know what you could give me but anything that happens if i smell different what were you doing sir because i don't smell like this and when i'm with you i still don't smell like this so what's going on i would have all kind of questions but no stds would be number two number three is if you have sex outside of this marriage with an ex like no going backwards like we don't we don't do that specifically an ex specifically an ex there's levels to this shit there's definitely levels to this like the the ex is an absolute no for me because if they are an ex that means that there was feelings there there's history and this particular person believes that they have something on me by sharing you and now you've brought them into our marriage by sleeping with them again oh no you have violated the entire covenant of what we have built and so that's a no for me now some random brianna here we go with Brianna. <laughs> Brianna. And and you never bought her a Slurpee or anything. You know, you haven't spent any of my money on her because your whole check is mine. So you haven't spent any. And I mean, like, no five cent candy, like nothing. You did not spend gas to meet her. You just happened to be at that location for another reason. Like, there's no effort on your part. This was a total happen. Like, who if I saw a doggone mcdonald's bill that was more than 14.85 what were you buying at mcdonald's sir that sounds mm-hmm. like you bought something for somebody else too like like i am so not with spending money on other women questions that need answers mm-hmm. those are the questions that need answers that's the type of evidence some of us be finding sometimes <laughs> yeah you know if gaza is doing anything he's real smooth because i promise you i know his phone code and everything and every you know now and then he'll just be talking to me and i look over his shoulder while he's texting he's like you're so nosy i was like i know i am but let me see anyway (laughs) i can't are you that are you the beyonce meme that says who's texting us yes i am so who's texting us like he gets off the phone what What was that about what happened tell me y'all oh really Oh, wow, that's crazy. And then he'll be like, this is a private conversation with my friends. I can't tell you what they said. This is private. And then I'm mad. And I'm like, dang. But he does have to honor his friend's privacy. But shoot. I wish I was downstairs doing the dishes or something so I could have heard it too. Lord, I don't miss being married. I'll tell you that much. Because I don't know how I would take that these days. (laughs) What you mean privacy? There's no privacy in this. What you talking about? (laughs) Well, because this is the thing. I wouldn't want him digging like if you revealed something to me that you wanted to keep you know between us and you didn't want Gaza to know for whatever reason Mm -hmm. like I don't want him pressuring me to tell 
him what you said. I want to be able to have the space to honor our friendship and the trust that we're building with each other. So if in order to do that, I have to behave in that same way when it comes to him. And mm. then and that's part of the extending the trust. Trust me to be honest and operate in the space. Trust me to honor you. If I break the confidence of a friend, why wouldn't I break your confidence also? Just because you're my husband, it's still a relationship that I value. I quote unquote value this relationship with my friend. Why wouldn't I do that to you in some capacity? It may not be exactly the same, but those are all signs of someone's core values when they do something like that. Like sometimes people do things out of protecting you, right? So mm -hmm. for instance, someone might come to me, Daisy, and they're talking about you. And I know there's really no change in their mind. And if I remove you out of this situation, I would, maybe I would agree. So I'll say something like, yeah, whatever. Or if that was me, I would this and this just to get the person out the way. But in mm -hmm. your mind, you see that as a violation. But in my mind, I'm just trying to get rid of the situation, Right. But I'm not saying anything that you said to me. I'm not violating anything that you told me. And that's one thing versus that person calls me and then I start telling them what I know is deep and private to you. I don't. Right. I would never right. cross that line or that boundary or that border. There's just certain things that you always keep to your vest, married, single, regardless. With a whole word on that, because I, I have friends who are like that, who I've had share certain secrets certain discussions with and like my friends it's a, a, this is just between us right because i'm not going to tell my husband like mm -hmm. I, I just need to know because you know he's nosy as shit and he's going to want to know like he thinks he's part of the group <laughs> you know and it's like mm -hmm. i get it because we're all friends yeah um but we do have that level of transparency too mm -hmm. you know that we are all friends like we're genuinely friends with husbands wives like oh, oh, everyone are friends mm -hmm. but some things they go into the vault right. and it's just amongst us. And so I do respect that. Um, I think, I, and, and that's why I'm being transparent with that because I think for me, that's definitely something that I don't know if I, if I ever really learned that in the space of, you know, cohabitating or being married mm -hmm. because I was very young. And so there was not, there was not much opportunity to learn then. I learned more about a marriage through my divorce and through co-parenting. Mm -hmm. I learned more about what that was through there. Yeah. So it would be interesting for me um, on an experience standpoint to someday be married again and then have to really experience all of that as an adult, to be honest. I wasn't a baby. I wasn't a kid, but I was fairly young. Mm -hmm. 21 is far different from 35. Absolutely. So, yeah, let me correct that. 19. It was it was far different from from 35. So but I, I feel you on that. I absolutely do. You do it again. You're going to do it. Amazing. So I can't wait to see you in that space again. That's going to be really nice. It'll be a privilege to watch. Y'all heard that? Husband number three? Husband number four? Husband number five? I got to leave my options open. Maybe there might be a four or five you know, or six. I was going to say, I, wasn't, I didn't sign off for that part. Like She's like, I don't want to see all of that, Daisy. Like, I just want you to stick to the next one and that's the, it. That's not the show I wanted. But, you know, <laughs> if, if it's the show you provide, I won't change the channel. You know? I just, I don't want to be judgmental to myself. <laughs> <laughs> now that was a good one <laughs> i don't want to be just to myself guys i need to be understanding of me and all, all my imperfections there's a good chance i might fuck up the next one so i gotta be open to the next next ones <laughs> i can't i can't all right this is a dope um 
scenario raw scenario moment to know what would we do and how would we feel with the forgiving piece of it and just actually we dived into some interesting topics as far as how to handle those situations absolutely and i think it goes key with what we're going to talk about today so we're going to go right into the first segment which is as raw as it gets and this one is going to be titled don't gas me okay and i want to highlight a little bit uh we're of course going to talk about forgiveness um but i want to also highlight gaslighting and there's a reason why uh i feel like you know some things some situations some issues some concerns some some words sometimes we can forgive And then we have to know how to act accordingly after that. So do we keep that person closer? Do we keep them completely distant? Do we deal still in that situation? Do we move way far away and way beyond on from it? Because we just don't want it in our space. We don't want it in our mental, right? And I think a lot of the time we determine that on what is it exactly that happens in these situations? How it happened? Who does it involve? What are our deal breakers? Like, even in friendships, even in professional interactions, too. Like, what is the deal breaker when you decide, like, am I still going to be associated with this person or not? And gaslighting has become something that I've been very exposed to lately. (sighs) And for one, I'm sure I've been exposed to it in the past. I just didn't realize it. But I, in the last week... I realized it. The sirens were on. The lights were on. You know, the runway, the lights at an airport. Like, yes. with, <laughs> they're going like this. That's what was happening with the fucking cast lighting that was occurring in like this last week. See. And I want to be able to define both things. The definition I found was totally online. So I'm going to read it to you. And then I would like your insight on what both gaslighting and forgiveness means to you okay so gaslighting it says is a form of psychological manipulation in which a person or a group covertly sows seeds of doubt in a targeted individual or group making them question their own memory perception or judgment Mm. and forgiveness says in a psychological sense is the intentional and voluntary process by which one who may initially feel victimized, undergoes a change in feelings and attitude regarding a given offense and overcomes negative emotions such as resentment and vengeance. Love it. I love it. Okay. Have you ever had an experience with gaslighting? All the time. Ooh. Ooh. All the time. Just being a woman. And what we experience as women from with other women and with men, let's say particularly um, being someone being sexually aggressive with you in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable and someone else makes you feel like it was your behavior, your actions, your conversation that made that happen versus holding the person accountable who made you feel uncomfortable, who was actually inappropriate. It is some kind of way your fault as well. And I feel like all the time as women, we have to answer and suffer through 
explaining how we were totally innocent in situations where men have overstepped the line of what's appropriate, what's right, what's fair, what's decent, what's just humanly kind. So that's when I say all the time, I just feel like that is something that's cyclical that we as women always endure. And a lot of times the person who is telling you to get over it is truly another woman. Mm. And that part is one of the most hurtful pieces of that puzzle. Right. That it's, it's just for the record, Angel has no idea of what my specific experience was this past week, but it is exactly with another woman um, who should have been more empowering than anything. Mm -hmm. uh, not just to me, to other fellow women. And I think it's so real that it happens these days mm -hmm. to your point. Women experience it so much. And, and, let me be very honest we experience it in relationships mm -hmm. we experience it with significant others most of the time it would be a very unhealthy relationship where a woman experiences and i have experienced it i'm able to identify it now as gaslighting i'm yes. able to look back on it and say that's exactly what that was but to have to be in a space and to have to identify mm -hmm. where it's another woman yes. doing it someone in in a position that they can really work with you mm -hmm. and, and really uplift you and they don't do that they they flip it on you they manipulate a situation to make you think like you've done something wrong or it's your fault um it's it boggles me it's 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 shocking to me that that is something that even at 35 years old i am seeing happen and realizing that it's been happening mm -hmm. and for me it's like I can't, you know, I could try and create a movement to stop that, right? Mm -hmm. But for me, it just makes it even more clear to me, right, what type of actions I need to be aware of so that I don't commit those same mistakes mm -hmm. to someone else. Right. It puts me in a headspace where I have to realize I get absolutely nothing in tearing someone down and manipulating to believe that it is their fault or they did something to earn that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay? And then when you look at gaslighting from the outside in mm -hmm. and you're able to identify and you're able to see it, I stumble over the biggest verses of my life. And how am I able to forgive that? Mm -hmm. How am I able to coexist with someone that I absolutely have to coexist with? How am I able to not feel like I want to get vengeance or <laughs> hold resentment because the truth is that's not healthy for me as a human being it's not healthy right you know what i mean i i i realize that in a different scenario in a type of relationship where it's with a lover i have forgiven over and over and over again right. i go back over and over and over again i'm so it's so easy for me to even try and say that's not gaslighting nah that was this that was that mm -hmm. right and to be fair in the scenarios where it has to be, say in a workspace, say in, in with family, say with a friendship, mm -hmm. I, I am not that forgiving. I'm not that mm -hmm. inclined to to practice forgiveness to someone who clearly was doing the act of or in a great performance of gaslighting towards me. Mm -hmm. 
That's a lot. When I, <laughs> it is so much. I'm going to say like this as a whole because relationships, I think, is the best fertile fertile ground for gaslighting. It's one of the best places, and we all do it. And a lot of times, it's subconscious also. But regardless of that, I think that we'll talk forever about relationships. So we're not going to dive there because that is like is right. toxicity at its greatest. But when I think about forgiveness, especially when considering your definition, resentment, vengeance, all of those things bring you more pain than it brings the person that you're holding it against. Mm -hmm. Like you're holding this resentment, you're holding this vengeance as if it is punishing that person. They don't know, probably nor do they care, depending on the situation that you're resentful or that you're plotting against them now because of what they've done. It's only tearing you down. It's only corrupting your spirit. It's only eating at your character, not them. They're living their life or they've prayed to God and they've been forgiven and now they're holding, they're trying to be better and you're still over here, you know, ready to get them and you are aging. You are Mm. making yourself sick. You are exposing yourself to cancer because all of those things start to eat and tear you down because you can't forgive this person. Forgiveness frees you. Forgiveness Mm -hmm. doesn't free them. Forgiveness frees you. And just because you forgive someone doesn't mean that they're immediately back in your space or immediately back in your zone because forgiveness is free. It frees you and you should give it freely to others because when you do, now you're free to move forward in your life. But restoration and healing Mm. is a path and there's requirements on how to restore something. If you break Mm -hmm. glass or you break, I'm going to go back. If you break a pitcher that is made out of porcelain or clay, if you want to restore that, You first must collect all the pieces. You must put them together. It requires glue. Depending on how bad the break is, it requires tape. And you have to take the time to put all that together. It's tedious. You're going to get frustrated and want to walk away. You're going to maybe sometimes re-break it. Sometimes the pieces won't stay and it will crumble again. Restoration is a path and that's the journey to see if you even want to go through that with that particular person. But forgiveness should have already occurred because the only Mm -hmm. reason that you're even considering picking up those pieces is because you've opened your heart back up so that you can love again, so that you can trust again, so that you can be who you're truly called to be. Because when you don't forgive, you have killed all of that in your life. Uh, That's enough. No, but it's, it's exactly, it's exactly what needs to be said, honestly, because and and I have no shame in, admit, in admitting my imperfections and my struggles. And I have no shame in, in my in my growth and my learning. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I am I am far from perfect. But it's definitely something that I've had to reevaluate and establish for me, for my sanity, for my mm-hmm. peace, for my happiness. I'm not gonna lie. There are people currently on this earth who I feel have done me wrong. Mm-hmm. And as of right now, they're still getting the coldness from me mm-hmm. and they will remain getting that coldness. And I can't tell you if it's that I haven't forgiven them. I just haven't even dealt with those type of determinations or mm-hmm. emotions. OK, 
for me, forgiveness is a virtue. Mm-hmm. It's it's a virtue to be able to to do, to be able to practice, because mm-hmm. not everybody could do it, and it takes so much for you to learn how to get to that point to do it. Like it, it like I I say now and I preach it for very highly. Patience is a virtue. I've mastered the ability to understand that patience is a virtue. I I have and I take pride in that. Forgiveness, I ain't there yet. I'm gonna get there. I know I know I will. <laughs> Someday I will. I, I'm gonna be honest. But I want, I, I do know that for me to be able to practice that, for me to be able to see its power and see its meaning and see how healing that is mm-hmm. for a person, for an individual, I also have to be able to identify how did I get here? Mm-hmm. How did I get to this resentment? How did I get to this anger? Mm-hmm. How did I, like, why is it that I'm feeling this way? What is it that occurred? Right. Is it something that, in fact, someone else has done to me and I'm holding them accountable to that? But am I also holding myself accountable to certain things, certain actions, certain behaviors that I do have to change mm-hmm. so that then I can say, oh, I didn't fall victim to this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'm able to identify these things. I'm able to be aware. Self-awareness is also something I take pride in, mm-hmm. but I'm still working into not perfecting, but just mastering it the way that I know best, the way that I can best for my life and for myself. Absolutely. So for instance... Daisy, what you just said, I still feel like you are talking about these people about getting the coldness and all of this. You have heard of the parents or the spouses that will go into court and tell the person that has murdered their loved one, I forgive you. Forgive you. Right? Yes. Just because and saying sometimes, I forgive you, there's power, like like speaking it into existence, right? Just even, even though there's still additional work that needs to be done, sometimes saying that you have to be able to let go of that. But that doesn't mean that now that person isn't going to get sentenced to 25 to life. It doesn't True. mean that they're going to go visit with them and start reading the Bible or bringing them cookies and putting money on their books. None of that is part of the experience. That's not part of forgiveness. So you don't have to think like, oh, I'm still cold to this person, meaning you guys don't speak. Or when you're in the room, you don't make the grandiose effort to say hello or welcome them into your personal space. That has nothing to do with forgiveness. And you cannot judge your ability to forgive over your ability, not not your ability, your desire to want that person back in your life in that same capacity. Now, the way God forgives, right? The way God forgives us is a complete restoration. And if we want to make it there, then we truly have to rely on the God in us. That is really elevating ourselves outside of our physical flesh. And it takes a lot to get there, but still forgiving so that you can love again, that you're not wishing harm on them, right? That you aren't hoping their demise or plotting their demise or resentment, all the things that cause yourself to sin. And I know that this is not necessarily trying to teach the Bible, but you do sin against yourself when you Mm -hmm. hold yourself back with hate, right? Because that's what resentment really is. The step right below when you have like some serious resentment is really almost at hate and it freezes your ability to move forward and be the blooming flower that you're supposed to be. But that doesn't mean that you're letting all of that toxicity back into your space. You still sometimes have to put that block around you. When mm-hmm. God forgives you, he doesn't take away the consequence. No, The consequence right. of the action still remains. 
And that Mm -hmm. is okay because God says, I forgive you, which means we still get to get to heaven. But our earthly punishment for that particular action is here. It's here. here. Mm -hmm. If I try to kill myself and I live, does the bullet wound or the scars on my wrist or whatever decision I made to try to take my life, none of that goes away. It's still there. there. But that does that mean I'm not forgiven? Does it mean that when I get to the pearly gates, he's going to say, turn away from me, you wicked person. I don't know you. No, none of that's going to happen. So we have to learn to separate that. I think that's why it's so hard for us to forgive because we're imagining that we're God and we're not. Mm. We're not God. Mm. And if we think about God, we also can remember that he doesn't remove consequences. He shows mercy. He shows grace. But you still are paying for what you did. We like to call it karma. Let me tell you. Oh, should I say it? Go ahead. Oh, should I say, say it? it? I'm going to have a raw moment. I've never said this. I'm going to have a raw moment. Okay. I fear karma. <laughs> I used to be one who used to throw that word around. I used to be, I was going to like, karma's a bitch. Karma's going to get him. Karma's, karma's going to get her. Karma this, karma that. Let me tell you when it happened that I stopped saying those things, okay? It's a hell of a raw moment. If he's listening to this, I'm not trying to air out our dirty business, but I have to say this to understand one of the moments where regardless of any hurt that he put me through, this part I have to be honest about. It was with my ex-husband. When we broke up, when we separated, there was an infidelity, mm-hmm. okay? And the deal breaker for me was another child. Oh, we have same deal breaker. Okay. Yeah, yeah, That's same cool. deal breaker. And there was no turning back on this. He finally admitted and said the truth. And I said to his face that someday he was going to be in that same spot where he was standing. And he was going to cry blood. And he was going to pay for what he was saying, what he was doing. I said those words. Mm-hmm. Those were my words because I just believe so much in karma. Mm-hmm. A year later, you know what they're saying? What goes around comes around. Yes. A year later, what comes, what goes around comes around did not just come back around to him. It came back 10 times harder. Mm. Okay. And I saw that man in that same spot telling me what he was experiencing and there was tears. Mm. And I felt the shittiest feeling in the entire mm. world. Mm-hmm. It was the worst feeling of my life to see karma get someone after I said it would. Mm-hmm. Like you were putting a curse on them, right? Yes. And that's the whole entire thing. You didn't curse him, Daisy, but I understand what I you're know. feeling. But. <laughs> Also, it's not our responsibility to tell somebody what's going to happen to them in our pain. That's the thing. That's like vengeance, right? Right. So that is totally. So I'm really glad that you said that because that is like one of the most innocent ways to describe vengeance, because sometimes we don't even think about that when we speak over. We talk about, oh, speak it into existence. I'm about to get a new car. I'm about to get a million dollars. I'm about to do this. And you can stand over someone and speak into their life. And because you guys are bound by this unforgiveness. It really is cultivating. If you don't want, you don't want to be the 
what is it called? Like the witch <laughs> that's, you know, going around. People call me a witch. Hexing everybody. <laughs> Not you, Daisy. People, no, people call me a witch. Yeah. <laughs> a bitch too, but definitely a witch. <laughs> the whole idea is that you leave that up to God. You leave yeah. that. That's not yeah. in your hands. Like, uh, like you, what you said is true. Karma is going to get them right. You know, the consequences mm -hmm. don't leave from your particular actions, but we don't have to amplify that. The best, no, like no. I have this quote that's, I don't know if it's tomorrow or when I'm posting it, it on the page, but I'm going to say it here. But finding joy is mm -hmm. the best best way to get even right oof it is if, honestly if you spend your time growing yourself focusing on your strengths because when you focus on your strengths there's no time to really dally in your weaknesses so we sometimes focus ourselves in the wrong area like oh i'm weak here i need to strengthen this mm -mm. if you're strong somewhere else get stronger expand that space and it swallows that weakness right mm. so i need to get better at forgiving no, get better at finding joy. Get better at mm -hmm. speaking life over the people that you know. Get better at saying, you know what? I wish you well in times of adversity. And it can be small things. It's the person at McDonald's who gave you poor service. Wish them well. Wish them well. Right. I, I don't know if I could. Wish trying, them well. But when they mess up my coffee, wish it's kind of hard. Wish them well. It's the small right. ones. Wish them well. You play how you practice. Mm -hmm. So if you practice poorly... You're going to yeah. you're going to lose the game every time. And so those little it's things true. when it's hard oh, when it hurts the most, just go mm -hmm. ahead. Just give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I, I'm so glad that the conversation even flowed this way because I it's I always say it. I'm, I'm perfectly imperfect. I embrace all my imperfections. I that that is why. I take pride and, and I have the confidence of who I am today because I know it's been a growing journey and it's been a learning journey for me. And, and I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of everything that I've learned. And, and even with a lot of realizations mm -hmm. recently in mid thirties to have to sit there and be like, Oh shit, mm -hmm. that's what, that's what this sounds like. <laughs> wow. Like don't get it twisted. Sometimes it, it pisses me <laughs> off, but I am grateful that I'm able to identify these things. I'm grateful that I'm able to see it. And then I'm able to move accordingly. I'm able to reevaluate who I am, where I am. Right. And, and know what I want and to move forward with and how to do it. Like I, I really sit there and it's kind of like, when you have management meetings and when you have your team meetings at work, like with your to see where we are, what progress we're making and like, are we meeting our goals? Like I'm management. I say it all the time. I manage my life. This is management right here. Mm -hmm. I am CEO. I'm the manager of my life. Only I can keep this entire world mm -hmm. together. And I have to like check with myself ever so often with things like this, with how I cope and deal and embrace mm -hmm. situations where there's gaslighting how I'm able to grow mm -hmm. from and with forgiveness. Yes. You know, how I'm able to, and, and I, I don't regret this. I will never, I do not entertain karma for the life of me. <laughs> it's something so small. It's something so small of how it occurred, but it was the shittiest feeling I had ever felt. Mm -hmm. And I know for a fact that that is a feeling I never want to feel again. I, 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 I made it a commitment 
throughout the years, especially with someone who I have to share a human with for the rest of my life, that I wanted to learn to embrace that person and forgive Mm -hmm. a lot of what happened between us. And I wanted to embrace that person and grow to love that person as the human we share as their father. Mm -hmm. And because I was able to evolve into that, it was so much easier for me to love his wife. Mm -hmm. It was so much easier for me to love his entire new unit that my son forms part of. Yes. It, it was easier for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, it. it I mean, I'm, it, you know, it might be coming, guys. I, this episode with my ex-husband and his wife might happen because I'm actually going to take my son to them so he could spend the summer with them. And I'm actually going to spend a few days out there with them. And for me, it's like, you know, you find the joy in things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a perfect world. Don't get it twisted. My son's bonus mom, his mom, because he calls her mom. He calls me mama. When we got to argue, we argue, mm-hmm. but we're friends. Yeah. Friends sometimes argue. We do argue. Absolutely. We do have differences. We are able to come together after that. We're able to still co-mom a kid. We're able to still do that. And it takes a lot of growth. It takes a lot of forgiveness in that alone. And I take pride in that. But I also know that as I continue to evolve and as I continue to have different experiences, ooh, I need to like refuel mm-hmm. that ability to forgiveness. I need to refuel a lot of my virtues. I need to refuel myself so I don't lose it along the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a perfect segue to go into the second segment. Ready. Hey guys, thank you so much for enjoying part one of episode 58. And as always promised, we don't miss a single week here, but you guys will come back next week to listen to episode 58 part two because the conversation continues and it stays pretty juicy and spicy. So make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend and subscribe, rate and review on all your podcast streaming platforms. Rate five stars. Now let's talk about it. See you next week. Bye.